Welcome to the Opinionated SEO, where we talk about recent news and updates in the digital marketing world of SEO, paid advertising, and social media that impact you as a marketer. I'll also throw some of my opinion into the mix. Today, I'll be recapping the Google Office Hours with Google's John Mueller from January 28th, 2022. As always, I'll provide a synopsis of the question and answer, my opinion, and a link to the question in the video. The video itself ran about an hour, and I'll try to summarize this for you in about 12 minutes. We started off with the first question, how does Google recognize paid links? They have a lot of factors they look into, not just did someone report this as a paid link. And then does Google care where the internal link is located in this site, whether that's in the header, the content section, or the footer? Internal links help Google understand the context with regards to anchor text, but links in any area are fine, whether that's the header, the sidebar, the footer. So long as Google can crawl the site, Google doesn't care about placement, but they do care about the placement of content. The center part of the page that does change on page to page is where Google will focus. Next question, running a blog type site without any actual products, but more informational about the products, they want to know if Google will treat it as a classical product review site. Google doesn't really classify sites in that way, but if you fall into one of those categories, they do have documentation specifically for that to help you out. So an example of this is something like an e-commerce site where you have products, you have reviews, you have stock, there's lots of schema and things like that. That's where you're going to really want to look at the documentation. It's not that Google looks at it differently, but there's different aspects to it that are more important than, say, a service-oriented business where you don't have an actual product. The next question was about local directories. Does Google really care if you are listed on local directories and the information is correct? We talked about this yesterday. This is that NAP consistency name, address, phone number. John said different directories may be better than others, but he didn't want to go on record saying that you need directory links. For name, address, phone number consistency, finding the same information on multiple places on the web does help ensure that the information is accurate. This usually plays into the knowledge graph or the knowledge panel. But for things like ours, having the information accurate across the board does ensure that Google trusts the data and is more likely to show it. Links. Are there any issues with linking to a site that is also linking to you? And back in the day, these were things like web rings or reciprocal links. So John said, that's fine, as long as what you're doing is reasonable. The example John gave was a news article about you that you would link back to. So in this case, don't do any kind of link scheming or anything. But if someone links to you and you think it makes sense to also link back, then go ahead, especially if you're both local businesses and you guys maybe are complimentary. It's a great idea to do that. And the next question is about myths. Are there any myths or inaccuracies that you see out there that you can just debunk right now? Something they may consider doing some segments on, but really, he said a lot of the old myths have been dying out and most of the new ones have some root in facts, but maybe they were trying to help and just went a bit too far. In the end, 
do what you think makes sense. I will say one of the things that you're going to find out there is people try to come up with numbers. They try to say, you need X number of links, you need this many words, you need it this far up the page, you can't have more than this. And a lot of that is based on things that they've tested or even anecdotal. And sometimes these go back 10 years when you used to be able to measure PageRank and people were playing around with different things on their site and seeing did the PageRank go up or down. That's not the same algorithm that's being used today. And so a lot of those things that may have been based in fact are no longer really relevant. Create great content that's better than what anyone else has out there and you have a higher likelihood of ranking. Make sure your technical factors are spot on. There's no issues. Your site is crawlable. It's fast. Moving on to malware. This is actually something that happened to one of my sites recently. It did get hacked and we had all of these pages and it was kind of neat because all of these pages were ranking like on page one. So it proved that the domain had a lot of authority and a lot of the content they put on there was actually fairly unique. So I was able to take a look at that and see what was their internal linking schemes and things like that. Kind of an interesting little case study. But the question here was, Malware is still being shown in the search results. Is there anything we can do? And John said, check to make sure that they really are removed. Sometimes these hacks make it look like they aren't actually there when you directly visit, but they show up from a Google search. Otherwise, use the removal tool for maybe the top 100 pages or so if you have a lot. Those are the ones you should remove if they have visibility for searches that are maybe relevant to your domain. Expect a couple months for lots of the URLs to be crawled to make a change to the index. And another thing, I would suggest not to 301 them, but make sure that you 404 those pages and that will help them get out of the index faster. 301, they can stay in there for a lot longer. The next question was, is there a tool to help index sites faster? John said, use the submit to index tool in Google Search Console. Remember, Google doesn't index everything. The next question was about emojis in titles and descriptions. Google doesn't show all emojis in search results, especially if it disrupts the search results. Google does interpret the emoji for the equivalent word, but it doesn't help because your title has more color to it. So I would say put the emoji in there if you think it makes sense, but it's not going to help your ranking by putting it in there. The next question was about the Search Console API's data accuracy. Is the data from the API more accurate than from the web interface? And the answer is they both come from the same source. So they have the same accuracy, but you can get more rows in the API versus the web interface. However, the web interface's overall numbers do include some numbers that have been filtered out for privacy reasons. So that number may be a bit more accurate, but only when you're looking at totals. And so if your site has one click or one impression, something like that on specific pages, oftentimes those are filtered out for the queries and they will still show up in the totals on the web interface. But when you add up all the rows using the API, they're not going to show up and those numbers will be different. The next question was about FAQ schema. They asked, our schema looks good from a technical perspective, but it isn't showing up on Google. Anything we can do. John said there's three things you need for schema. One, it needs to be technically correct. Two, it needs to be compliant with policies. An example of this is if it's something like FAQ schema, they have to be visible. 
Three, the site needs to be trustworthy. And this is really the biggest one. Once you get the technical piece there, does Google trust that you are a high authority for this content? If so, you have a higher likelihood of your FAQ schema showing up. The next question was about seasonal content. What should we do with content that's seasonal like Black Friday? And John said, try to keep the URLs the same. Don't have a Black Friday 2021, then a Black Friday 2022. Just have a page called Black Friday. This will keep all the signals from over the years that will work in your favor. You can delete and bring it back or just keep it alive. Both are fine. The next question was about Core Web Vitals and the impact. Of the three metrics, their CLS isn't passing. How much of an impact will that have? John said there isn't a fixed number with how strong these scores work. The factors for page experience will change each year. The desktop factor is still coming into play later this year. Originally, they had said it was going to be February sometime. He didn't mention February, and it's February 1st as of right now. But we'll go ahead and see if there's any kind of announcement anytime soon. Another question that came up was also about Core Web Vital, and the question was, does this impact your crawling if you have poor scores? John said, no, this will factor into the page experience ranking factor and not indexing or a qualifier. Page speed may impact your crawling just because of how long it may take to crawl a slower site. If you have a slow site, don't expect a crawler to just wait around all day. It might have to spread that time around. Work on your page speed. It'll be able to crawl more in the same amount of time. Next question was about migrating from a subdomain. The subdomain is old, like 20 years old, and they're looking to migrate to the main domain. What's important is that Google will look at the new website overall. They have to reevaluate the whole thing, but it's hard to know what will happen. You're merging different parts of your site you need to make sure that everything is moved properly and crawl the new site to ensure the structure's working well. It will probably take a couple weeks to actually settle down for your rankings and for Google to better understand the new site. The questioner is asking about a new local site just starting out. What signal should we look out for or pay attention to? John said, make sure your Google My Business, which is now Business Profiles, is set up. And also, local directories for your niche would be a really good idea. The TLD doesn't matter, and this was because the new site was actually a school, and they're saying, do I need a .edu or .com? Does it matter? John said the TLD doesn't matter. It just looks like a regular domain to them. The next question was georedirects on the site. Should you georedirect on a news site? It makes it hard for Google to find content. They follow that redirect. They typically crawl from California. So if you're going to redirect from California, you may miss out on other content from other areas. Google may not be able to see all of your web page. Some major organizations, John had pointed out, that they don't redirect when it's Googlebot visiting the site, and so they see the whole website. And that's one way of doing it. But be careful of duplicate content on your site when you're doing geo-redirects. The last question had to do with branded search. I don't think it was really relevant as it seemed that they may have had some other issues, but feel free to watch that part if you are having any issues with your branded search being visible. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk a little bit about the new API that Google released for Search Console, where you can do bulk indexation checks. So you could look it up to about 2000 URLs and see status. This is a really great way of pulling that data and hope to have some more information on that for you. And as always, have a great day.